Silence can be breathing space and spawn release and wellness in a time of appalling inflation of words. But silence may be intolerably screaming if it means absence of communication, deficiency in friendship, and emotional deficit. Hello and welcome to episode 514 of Under the Cull of MS. This is a MS Monday episode. As a little quote from Eric Pebernagy, <laughs> which I'm not sure if I used that one before or not. But who knows? Once you hit 500 episodes, you can't keep track of all that crap anymore. But. <laughs> We're going to talk some MS health stuff. Starting out with appetite suppressants that you can try out to see if they can help you lose any weight. Being the first month of the year, everybody's that in the that's in the diet mode it always kicks off the new year with all their new diet regimens and stuff and exercise workout things and gets themselves going so still going through lots of that stuff to talk about just because i feel it's pertinent to today's times so some appetite suppressants fenugreek seeds contain galactomannan fiber this soluble fiber helps reduce appetite by increasing fullness levels, slowing stomach emptying, and delaying carb and fat absorption. It's like they say start with, if you're using a whole seed, start with 2 grams and move up to 5 grams as tolerated. If you're going with the capsule, start with a 0.5 gram dose and increase to a 1 gram after a couple of weeks, if you do not experience any side effects, it's, it's an herb from the legume family. The seeds, after being dried and ground, are the most commonly used part of the plant. It's uh, funny how all the seeds are so beneficial to us. Chia seeds, flax seeds, and all that I use in my routines. They just benefit certain things, and they're pretty tasty in some things we have. I should try my old-school tea that I used to have, which I'm not positive I even remember how to make it now. It's just basically hot water. If I have some frozen chunks of ginger, I'll throw one of those in there. Some honey, some chia seeds, some lemon. And it just, I feel like I'm forgetting something important that I usually put in it. We got the cat attacking me. He wants to hang out again. Oh, yeah. Glucomannan is one of the most effective types of fiber for weight loss. This soluble fiber forms a viscous gel which delays fat and carb absorption when taken before meals. It can help suppress appetite. It's like a lot of the things do gel up, like the seeds and stuff. Look at the interesting little gel. 
to make chia pudding with theirs. Uh, Gynema sylvestri is an herb that can help decrease sugar cravings. Its active compounds can help you eat fewer sugary foods, decrease sugar absorption into the blood, and even block the digestion of fats. Yeah, Griffonia simplicifolia is a plant rich in 5-HTP. This compound is converted into serotonin in the brain, which has been shown to decrease appetite and reduce carb intake. There's Caraluma fibriata is an herb that may help decrease appetite levels. Combined with exercise and a calorie-controlled diet, Caraluma fibriata has been shown to promote weight loss. There's green tea extract, contains caffeine and catechins, which can boost metabolism, burn fat, and aid weight loss. Combining green tea extract with other ingredients may increase appetite levels and reduce food take, food intake. Oh, okay, decrease appetite levels. I was like, why would it increase the appetite levels and reduce food intake? Uh, it was the opposite. There's conjugated linoleic acid is a trans fat with appetite suppressant benefits. CLA has been shown to increase fat burn and block fat absorption. And all these have like dosages that you want to try the smaller dosage and work your way up to whatever. Like this one would be recommended daily dose of three to six grams. And it should be taken with meals. So kind of read your bottles and see what what they suggest and or research online to see what would be best for you or talk to your even better yet talk to your medical staff and let them know what you're considering doing see what suggestions they have for you Garcinia cambogia contains hydroxy citric acid hca HCA has been shown to help increase serotonin levels, which may improve fullness levels. However, some studies show no significant effects from this supplement. So why even bother with it? Work with ones that do have effects. There's Herbamate. is a plant known for its energy-boosting properties. That's Y-E-R-B-Y. It has been shown to help increase glucagon-like peptide 1, GLP-1, and leptin levels. Both of these compounds may increase fullness levels and decrease appetite. And they talk about if you do it in tea form, drink 3 cups daily. If you do it in powder form, do 1 to 1.5 grams per day. And then we got coffee has been shown to decrease appetite, delay stomach emptying, and influence appetite hormones, all of which can help you eat less. 
Caffeine has also been proven to increase fat burn and aid weight loss. I miss my black cup of coffee every morning since I lost the taste for it. But hopefully I'll get it back someday. But if you're putting a bunch of crap in your coffee, that's not going to be beneficial to you. So watch what you do, what you put in there. Then we got some diets that may boost your lifespan that you could try out if you feel like it. We got the Okinawa diet is primarily plant-based. It's low in calories but rich in nutrients. Its staple food is the Okinawan sweet potato along with soy products and low GI grains. I'm not a fan of sweet potatoes, but I keep trying different ways to try and tolerate them. I'm not a fan of soy products. I feel, I think they need to research the shit out of soy. I think there's things that are affecting our kids and stuff because of the soy. But I'm not a professional, but I know lots of things are changing in the world and a lot of people are schools and stuff are using soy-based products so just saying the sardinia diet follows most of the mediterranean diets eating pattern with higher intakes of milk and dairy products olive oil fish and alcohol it's like higher intakes of alcohol (laughs) yes That's strange. You usually don't hear that one. Dairy products are back and forth with people. Uh, They say for alcohol, they like the Kananao red wine and myrtle liquor. Interesting. But there are people that say dairy is part of the issues for people with MS and some people don't have problems with it just like everything I say test it out just look at the recipe and the items they offer for you to eat try the things out the ones you like stick with the ones you don't like get rid of yeah put my microphone in its stand because my cat is being a fat lazy jackass he's just sprawling himself tilting all over the place not having no consideration for anybody else just thinks that no matter what he does that's what the world should do (laughs) all right we got the icaria diet is another variation of the mediterranean diet with a higher intake of coffee Potatoes and full-fat dairy products. So I'm really surprised to see how many of these do use dairy products since everybody's complaining about it. The Nicoya diet differs from the rest of the Blue Zone diets in that it has a higher intake of animal-based proteins and a lower intake of healthy fats. Still, it is high in fiber and low GI foods. And then we got the Seventh-day Adventist diet. It's the mostly vegan diet 
inspired by the Bible. It divides meats in the clean and unclean categories. An Adventist may choose among the options in this clean list. It's like they like to slaughter animals in the Bible. What, do they just kill them all and then throw them away? Or they don't eat the things? They just... I never understood all those concepts. It makes no sense to me. You have Ten Commandments, one of which is thou shalt not kill. It doesn't say thou shalt not kill fish. Thou shalt not kill animals, reptiles, humans. It doesn't say what you're not supposed to kill. It just says thou shalt not kill. And yet the Bible is full of killing. Slaughtering of children, slaughtering of people, slaughtering of animals. All kinds of killing. Thou shall not kill. Okay. And let's make a book about lots of murder. <laughs> let's kill all the firstborn boys. Just wipe them all out. So just, I don't know. If you're going to make rules, follow the fucking rules. Don't sit there and make a bunch of rules and then sit there and decide how and when you can use them and ignore them. But yeah. All right. Let's see some different fitness things. I'm just going to run down the names. You can look them up. They're all pretty much mostly thing. These ones are a lot of ones that we pretty much did in school in gym class and stuff, but things that you can do to boost and they they talk about functional fitness can be a good way to combat restlessness and keep your body moving it refers to exercise that helps you with everyday activities like getting up off the floor carrying heavy objects putting something on a shelf Basically by strengthening the, strengthening the muscles in the same way you would need to use them for certain tasks. It reduces your risk of injury and increases your quality of life. Uh, and that way you don't have to worry about pulling or straining any muscles throughout the day unless you overdo it. But you got squats, which are similar to a movement to sitting in a chair. So it's a must in include in any functional fitness routine and you just stand above a chair and do your squats till your butt touches it and then go back up or whatever and all these are pretty much ones you can vary vary to make your work even if you don't have the equipment to do it like an inclined chest press or usually have the bench press at like a 45 degree angle, but you can always set your up an, an area up with some pillows. So you have that angle and then you can always use like cans of food or something like that for weights instead of actual barbells. The plank, very common, became a big thing for a while where everybody was all planking on top of everything that they could could find it's basically you're just laying flat in a straight 
position and holding it for a longer period of time. There's the wall squat where you basically lean against the wall and do your squats. There's step downs similar to getting down off a high seat or descending a set of stairs. Step downs are a great way to help improve balance and stability. Good for gait issues and stuff like that. Basically, you're standing to the side of your bench or step with one foot on it and one foot on the ground. And then you're pushing your through the heel of the foot on the bench and step up to extend your leg fully, then slowly low back down to lower back down to the starting position and just keep doing that. But there's the row, which is a similar movement to getting a heavy object out of your trunk. Targeting your back and arms will help you stay strong. And you can attach your resistance band to an anchor slightly above your head. Sit in a chair holding your handles so they are taut. Pull your elbows down and back, pausing for one second, then releasing back to the start. And the resistance bands can come in very handy for a lot of things. Then you have to step up, which is good for climbing stairs. Basically doing the opposite of the step down, you're just stepping up onto your bench with your right foot and only tapping your left foot to the surface while keeping your weight in your in your right foot and then step your left foot back down to the floor while keeping your right foot on the bench your single leg lifts which can improve your balance and makes everything easier even walking it also helps prevent falls stand with your feet together and your hands on your hips with your weight in your left leg, hinge slightly forward at the hips while slowly raising your right leg straight back until it reaches a 45 degree angle. There's side plank where you start on your side and your legs are stacked on top of each other, arm bent at a 90 degree angle and weight resting in your forearms. Extend your other arm up towards the ceiling. Your gaze should be there as well. Using your obliques, pull your midsection up towards the ceiling as high as it will go and hold there until failure. It strengthens all parts of your core. And there's downward facing dog. This is a yoga move that requires you to support your own body weight. A very useful tool for everyday life. And basically, you start in a high plank position, weight in your hands and feet, and your body forming a straight line from head to toe. And then keep your hands, feet, and neck stationary and pike your hips up so your body forms a triangle with the ground. And just pause for 10 seconds and then repeat. There is a single leg deadlift which deadlifts are effective because they hit many of the muscles in your legs and at once while helping you master the hip hinge. Hinge. Start with a dumbbell in each hand resting on your thighs or a can of soup or something like that. With a slight bend in your right leg, hinge at the hips and lift your leg back while 
keeping your back straight. The weight should slowly drop down in front of you, close, close to your body as you go. Stop when you can no longer maintain your balance or when your left leg is parallel to the ground. There's a lunge with bent over row, which combines the lunge with a row and requires an additional level of balance. You can hold a dumbbell or a can of soup in each hand and assume a lunge position. Hinge forward at the waist to a 45 degree angle and then row, pulling your elbows up and back. Release and return to start. Cats rotating again. Can't make up his mind where he wants to be. Just all Twitter painted. He is nicely sleeping and someone just had to wake him. Alright. We got any good recipes here? I think we talked about these. Yeah, we had to. It's like rainbow chard with bone broth and bacon. Bone broth is a big thing. Uh, they say it's great for just drinking warm in a cup every day or whatever. Just have a cup full. You can, there's easy recipes online to make your own homemade bone broth. Uh, chicken, chicken liver fried rice. I don't know. Chicken livers are probably beneficial to you, so I can see that. Slow cooker spaghetti sauce. Yeah, we talked about all these recipes. I like just, if you're going to cook a spaghetti sauce, just cut it in half. Give it a little olive oil, some salt and pepper. Throw the two halves on a pan in the oven, 350 for about an hour. And it just comes out like spaghetti. Turkey tacos. You can make tacos of a variety of different things. I mean, just using lettuce leaves instead of taco shells. All your good vegetables and stuff. I'm, I don't like going by their recipes because they like using cilantro and all that. I hate the taste of cilantro. But, you know, some people like it. And there's a Walls fudge that uses coconut oil, avocado, raisins, coconut, and cocoa powder. So I'm sure that would probably be decent. Might have to try that someday. But yeah, I'm pretty sure we went over those recipes before. Uh, some yoga poses to try. You got the hero pose. Or you're basically sitting on the ground with your knees bet, bent, butt on the ground. And just go forward until your hands are on the ground and you're in the upright hand-knee position. There's tree pose where you stand with your hands together and then you just slide one leg up your other leg inside of your other leg as far as you can go and hold it for a bit 
triangle pose or you're standing in a T formation with your legs spread. And you're just tilting down one side. You're bringing your hand to your toe and then work your other side. Standing forward bends. Just what it says. Stand upright. Bend forward till your hands touch your toes. Or the ground in front of them and then or as far as you can bend and then come back up. There's fish pose where you lay flat on your back. Then just bring yourself up on your elbows hands under your butt or your lower back and just push your chest out and up kind of like a fish trying to breathe out of water there's extended puppy pose where you start out on all fours and then bring your face down and your hands slide forward on your mat as far as you can and then bring it back up there's child's pose where you start out on all fours and you just bring your butt all the way back to your toes and your head down to the ground. And there's head to knee forward bend where you sit on the ground, one leg straight out, the other one bent with your foot against your other thigh. Then just put your hands above your head and bring your head and hands down towards your other extended foot and back up there's a seated forward bend where you sit with both legs out in front of you hands up in the air and then bring your hands and head down until your hands touch your toes there's the legs up the wall pose where you lay on your back with your legs straight up in the air hands on your sides flat on the, the your sides and then just Slightly bend your knees a little bit and then straighten your legs back out and just keep doing that back and forth. A reclining bound angle pose where you lay on your back, your knees bent. And then you just put your right hand on your heart, your left hand on your stomach so you can do your breathing. And then take your legs and just open them up. Just spread them open, put your bottom of your feet together and get that stretch and bring it back up, knees back up, bent, feet flat on the ground and do that over and over. Those are a good variety of moves you can try to get a little yoga work going. Uh, then let's see. One last thing is CoQ10, C-O-Q-10. It's uh, coenzyme Q10, also known as CoQ10, is a compound that helps generate energy in your cells. Your body produces it naturally, but its production tends to de decrease with age. Fortunately, you can also get it through supplements or foods. Health conditions like heart disease, brain disorders, diabetes, and cancer have been linked to low levels of CoQ10. It is not clear whether they, CoQ10 causes those diseases or are a result of them. Uh, CoQ10 is a compound made by your body and stored in the mitochondria of your cells. 
The mitochondria are in charge of producing energy. They also protect cells from oxidative damage and disease-causing bacteria or viruses. Uh, some other causes of deficiency are natural nutritional deficiencies such as vitamin B6, genetic defects in CoQ10 synthesis or utilization, increased demands by tissues as a consequence of the disease, mitochondrial diseases, oxidative stress due to aging, side effects of statin treatments, CoQ10 seems to help treat heart failure by improving heart function, increasing ATP production, and limiting oxidative stress. The antioxidant properties of CoQ10 can help improve sperm quality and reduce the decline in the number of quality of eggs in women. When applied directly to the skin, CoQ10 can reduce sun damage and increase antioxidant protection. Supplementing with CoQ10 may also help decrease the risk of skin cancer. Supplementing with CoQ10 seems to help prevent and treat migraines as it increases mitochondrial function and reduces inflammation. Exercise performance can be affected by oxidative stress and mitochondrial dysfunction. CoQ10 can help lower oxidative damage, promote exercise capacity, and decrease fatigue. Supplementing can help increase insulin sensitivity and improve blood sugar levels. It plays a critical role in protection of cell DNA and cell survival. Both strongly linked to cancer prevention and recurrence, but I am. Yeah, I ran out of time on that one. Hit the 30 minute mark, wasn't paying attention. Was hoping I could finish this off before then, but no, no luck there. So we were talking about CoQ10, coenzyme Q10 or whatever it's called. Basically, plays it plays a critical role in the protection of cell DNA and cell survival, both of which are strongly linked to cancer prevention and recurrence. Maybe I should have been on that earlier because I'm on it now, but... <laughs> CoQ10 has been shown to protect brain cells from oxidative damage and reduce the action of harmful compounds that can lead to brain disease. It can reduce oxidative damage and inflammation that results in diseases of the lungs. It's like a lot of the benefits of this are things that I should have had a long time ago, but for some reason I didn't really know this was that beneficial. Since CoQ10 is fat-soluble, it is recommended to take it with food or use products that combine it with oils to improve its absorption. Supplementing with CoQ10 appears to be well-tolerated by individuals and has low toxicity. Some foods that contain CoQ10 are organ meats like heart, liver, and kidney. Some muscle meats like pork, beef, and chicken. Fatty fish like trout, herring, mackerel, and sardines. Vegetables like spinach, cauliflower, and broccoli. We made an awesome spinach lasagna last week, which we haven't had in a while. Fruit like oranges and strawberries. 
legumes like soybeans, lentils, and peanuts, nuts and seeds like sesame seeds and pistachios, and oils like soybean and canola oil. CoQ10 is found in some foods, especially organ meats. Also, it seems that it, it, it that it's as equally well absorbed through foods as it is through supplements. CoQ10 is a fat-soluble, vitamin-like compound that seems to have many health benefits. It is involved in the production of cellular energy and serves as an antioxidant. These properties make it helpful in the preservation of cells and the prevention and treatment of some chronic diseases. CoQ10 has been shown to help improve heart health and blood sugar regulation, assist in the prevention and treatment of cancer, and reduce the frequency of migraines. It could also reduce the oxidative damage that leads to muscle fatigue, skin damage, and brain and lung diseases. CoQ10 can be found as a supplement that seems to be well tolerated. Additionally, it's found in some foods like animal organs, vegetables, and legumes. Since CoQ10 production decreases with age, adults in every, of every age could benefit from more of it. Whether you consume more foods with high CoQ10 content or take supplements, it could benefit your health. So consider using it. I added it just recently to my regime for my MS issues. And I will let you know if I have any good or bad benefits from it myself. But yeah, I I changed up quite a few things. I dropped like seven of my medications. Well, medications and or supplements. Uh, I... And after dropping those, now I'm slowly adding some new things that I didn't have in the past on a regular basis, like CoQ10, vitamin E, uh, yeah, apple cider vinegar, supplements I'm going to start using. I haven't started those yet. I want to wait a couple weeks yet. I like doing one at a time, adding it in like every other day or every three days and then working its way in just to see if there's any changes with anything and if I'm having any issues with it. Uh, Elderberry I brought in. I've used cranberry before that's in there. Uh, Folic acid in supplement or with B12. My vitamin D, of course, is in there. Uh, I can't. The magnesium, potassium, I'm using up. Once that's gone, I'm done with that because I don't see any benefits from that. But I only have a few pills left of it, so I want to use them up. I'm trying to think. There are other things I'm on now, but they're so new that I'm not, I can't mentally remember what they were. But yeah, those are all things I'm going to try out and see how they go over the next month to two months. Uh, But the past month or so, I've been feeling better with my pill regimen. Not having so many side effects. 
and hoping I can eliminate some more medications this summer. My goal is to drop at least three more medications off my regular medication list because I, uh, when I had my aortic dissection back in the early 2000s, I believe it was like 2000 or 1999, 2001, somewhere right around there. But uh, I want to get rid of some of the medications I was put on back then because the doctor that put me on there did not consider multiple sclerosis and just focused everything on my heart just because I was a bigger guy. And yet, even though every doctor I went to said my heart was like an 18-year-old, the readings, they were great. So I don't know why he put me on all those medications and then never took me off anything and never regulated anything. And basically 20-some years of taking all them things and not possibly really needing them. Again, should be a lawsuit, and doctors should not just freaking prescribe stuff because they look at something visually and judge it. They should judge it by test, and if tests come out, then fine. Put someone on something if their tests are outrageously out of whack, but mine weren't. They could not explain anything. The first two days, I sat in the hospital 30 minutes from me and the doctor just came up and told him to put me on morphine every half hour they injected me with morphine didn't do anything for my chest pain uh all my readings were fine and they might have been a little off and stuff because i was stressed out but and it didn't help the room that they set me on put me in at the first hospital had an inflate bed which is stupid it must like inflate to help get people on and off the bed but the bed was broken so it kept deflating and inflating deflating and inflating so for like a whole day i'm just sitting there going up and down up and down and it's like really and then all of a sudden the roof starts leaking from above my head I'm like, what the fuck? And it's dripping right on all the electronic arms of my bed. I'm like, okay, this ain't good. And I tell people and they finally get things fixed and move me around and stuff. But it's like, <laughs> I could have got electrocuted. They had some type of leak in the floor above. And no one did anything to comfort me, to care, to check up on me, nothing. They just... Moved me around, swapped out beds, and it's just, yeah, that, that, we call that hospital St. Agony for a reason. I've never had good results at that hospital. I had, went to, after our final night of horseshoes, we decided to go out to a bar in that town and just have some drinks, play some pool. They had the black light pool table so we wanted to go there and play some pool and then we ended up doing some dancing and some jackass decided to come out on the dance floor and kick my knee out he was drunk picked the biggest guy in the building and decided to attack him from behind my kneecap went 
all the way up into my groin. Luckily, one of the girls we were dancing with was a EMT. She sat there and helped get it back roughly in place. And then two bouncers or guys from the building and workers from the bar picked me up, took me out a back side door, left me leaning up against a dumpster. And I'm like, what the hell? And I go to step because my car's on the other side of the building. I go to take a step and kneecap blows right back to where it was. Leg goes behind me and all twisted, all weird. And I'm just laying out in there. Side lot. Just not able to stand up. No one around to help me. Nothing. They just stuck me out there and. I finally got the two people I was with, finally figured out where I was. One, the jackass is out by our vehicle, just sitting there smoking cigarettes, just not even paying attention to what's going on. The other one found me, and then he helped me up and got me to the van and took me to the hospital and where they looked at the knee and did a bunch of stuff and put me in a brace and sent me home. And the next morning, I called the police detective and <laughs> tell him the whole story and he didn't believe me because he went and talked to the people at the bar and they gave him a completely different story it's like i know this bar's got cameras he never looked at the cameras didn't do shit cop didn't care i got long hair and tattoos he's not gonna believe a thing i say he'll believe the business person over me even though we had seven bar restaurants at the time so me and my brother so it's like, I don't know, like six months later, the, the place changed names and they, they were shut down. But yeah, there is a bunch of assholes and never got any help or anything out of it. I had to take care of it all myself, got knee surgery. The guy that did the knee surgery was a hack, old hack, and just basically didn't do something right because he sent me home that day. And the day I got home, I slide out of the truck slowly. And as soon as I got pressure on the ground, my ACL popped. I could heal it, hear it and feel it. And it's like the ACL, MCL, meniscus, all that was gone. It's like they had to reconstruct a bunch of stuff in there. And it was just shot. No good no more. Try and get my records from him. I can't find the guy because his son got, his 20-some-year-old son got hit by a drunk driver and killed. And he kind of lost it disappeared and uh yeah i had knee surgery at that little hospital and they rolled me out into the recovery room which is an all-glass room and when i came to my body's half hanging off the gurney and i have no blanket on me i'm bare ass naked the windows are wide open the sheet the curtains on the windows are wide open. There's just tons of people and kids just walking past, staring at me. I'm like all groggy trying to figure out what the hell's going on. It's like, why am I having surgery in the middle of a hospital? It's like, what the hell's, why am I in this room? What's going on? And finally someone comes in and <laughs> it's like, you really couldn't put a blanket on me or anything. Just leave me laying there naked. But the sheet, the windows all open in a room that's all windows. It's a, yeah. 
I've had so many bad medical experiences and no one ever got punished for any of it other than me. So. <laughs> I suppose that's long enough. We've talked longer than I wanted to go. I wanted to do a 30 minute one, but ran a little overtime. So be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Keep following under the call of MS. Audio, video, YouTube, whatever. Kick the shadow, monster. We'll get back to you again soon. Take care. Bye.